Are you thinking about moving to San Jose, California? Maybe you're moving because of work and you want a better idea as to the lay of the land. Where do people work here? Where do people live here? What do people do here? What are some of the activities? I'm going to be sharing with you via Google Maps so that you can see on a map perspective and then from a geography perspective, the areas to consider depending on your own situation. Now, a few things before I go over where are the places to consider to live. My name is Spencer Sue and I'm a Bay Area native. I was actually born in San Jose, so I know this area very well. And if you're coming here or you're deciding to relocate from a neighboring city to here, welcome to this lovely city. Now, this lovely city is a lot quieter than others. I want to go over one of the biggest stigmas and myths out there that San Jose was Man Jose. Let's go over some actual stats from the data. Now, while San Jose is a very big tech hub, the actual numbers of male versus female is 50.9% male and 49.1% female. Now, from the age of 30 to 34, that's where it gets a little bit wider. But we're talking about 53.5% male to 46.5% female. It's not two to one, not three to one. Those are all huge myths and huge lies. So don't believe all these rumors. There's plenty of opportunities on both sides. The other thing I wanna bring about the city is that it is the largest of the three main cities in the Bay Area. You have San Jose, San Francisco, and Oakland. Now, one of the better stats of San Jose is that the crime rate is lower in San Jose relative to those other two major hubs, and it is actually lower than the average in the country. So first and foremost, the reason why people come to San Jose is because of jobs. That's one of the beauties about this area itself. I have highlighted what the San Jose area looks like. Now, there's a lot of sections where there's jobs. Most of the tech jobs tends to be in the northern part and the western parts of San Jose. So you can see like this region here where my mouse is hovering, there's a lot of industrial space, there's a lot of tech companies, and here on the northern parts, you have Broadcom, you have many Cisco buildings, and many more legacy tech companies. Now to be fair, this whole area borders other job hubs. So for example, Milpitas in the southern parts has lots of jobs. Here on the west parts in Santa Clara, you obviously got lots of companies. You got ServiceNow, you got NVIDIA. They are not that far from the western parts of San Jose. The other hub that you'll find a good amount of jobs is downtown San Jose. So what's out there? You have Sage, you have Adobe, have many of the big consulting firms. They all have a very large presence out in downtown San Jose. The other area that has been bringing on a lot more jobs is the areas around the airport. So if you think about Roku, you think about ByteDance, ByteDance and Roku have very large corporate offices around the airport side of San Jose. Now, what about the next question is, what about the things to do? Where would people hang out? Now, San Jose is much more of a suburb. And so most people here or quite frankly, in a different phase of their life. Most of them have settled down. The average age of the city is older than some of these neighboring ones. That being said, you still have a few key areas that people would go to to hang out when it comes to bars, drinks, and activities. The main one would be around Valley Fair. Now, Valley Fair does border Santa Clara. Now, Valley Fair, great shopping area. Across the street, you have Santana Row. Lots of bars, lots of drinks, lots of restaurants. Very, very walkable place. Excellent place for a lot of people to show off their wealth. And you're going to see lots of exotic car rentals along the strip that will park there. The other area that is not as well known for people outside of San Jose is just quite frankly downtown San Jose. Downtown San Jose, including San Pedro Square, has lots of lively music multiple times a week. And you have lots of restaurants there that you can just simply grab 
your tray, kind of like a, a dining hall setup, and then you can just go out, enjoy the music. And the benefit of this is that it's very casual. So people can choose, they don't have to all eat at the same spot. Some person can go at one place, the other person can go another, and then you just join together and sit and enjoy the music and enjoy lots of drinks in that region. And then outside of that, you have other like hubs. So I would consider like commercial hubs. So for example, like in the Southern parts of San Jose, around like the Village Oaks area, there's like lots of restaurants there. Now these are mostly chain restaurants, but you got your Safeway, your Target, you got your In-N-Out, you got other plenty of places to dine, not necessarily a place to hang out for drinks, but still plenty of restaurants, commercial spaces, and diverse food options for you to consider. However, for the most part, the way to think about it is San Jose borders a lot of popular places. So for example, some people would potentially live in West San Jose. You can see it's like a little cutoff in between Campbell and Cupertino. It doesn't have that much to choose from dining, but it's right next to Cupertino, which Cupertino isn't like a, a bar town or anything like that, but Cupertino has a lot of excellent Chinese food. There's a long history of that. Since you're surrounding Campbell, Campbell has a great downtown. They have a great downtown. They have a Keys, which is very famous for its swirls, but you also have the Prune Yard. One of my favorite places when they opened up a long, long time ago is OCK, Orchard City Kitchen. So as you can see, the idea is the more west you go, because that is where there's a lot more companies, but also, quite frankly, there's a lot more younger people that tend to live there. You're going to have a lot more options to dine and to hang out. Now, when it comes to living, what are your options? The way you think about San Jose is really segmented depending on lifestyle. So if you want to be kind of in the thick of things, a lot of people do choose to live in downtown San Jose. They have a good amount of rentals. So, so people may choose to be in that proximity. There is a good amount of bars in downtown, so that's a popular place for them to go. If you want something that's quieter and newer, those people tend to live in the north parts of San Jose. So you have the area which is right next to those different companies that I mentioned, whether it's Cisco, Samsung, these companies, there are a lot more newer places built around there, especially apartments. So people choose to live out there. There are a few places to own, but not that many from a real estate perspective. Now in the Berryessa area, because the bar has extended, there's some more people that choose it because of the possibility actually going through a commute to San Francisco on the public BART line. But this area typically actually has some better schools. So it's a good spot for those that have the budget, I would say about plus or minus up to 1.2, 1.3 million for a townhome. And a single family tends to go to about 2 million. Now I'm just gonna kind of go down from a clockwise perspective. As you go towards Alam Rock and the south, that like the east parts of San Jose, most of the homes here tends to be either like older apartment complexes, but also here's where you're gonna find some of the cheapest, most affordable single family homes. Do not be surprised that you're gonna be able to get a single family home for under a million dollars in that region. The homes are smaller to be fair than other parts of San Jose, but for single family, that's one of the plus to be. Now outside of the core downtown, there are actually single family around it too. So it's a combination of a lot of smaller, really old, single family homes. Some of the oldest you're gonna find in all of San Jose, but quite frankly, all of the Bay Area. And you will also find other apartments that are built around there. So places like Japantown, uh, these smaller like multifamily units you'll find there. So that's like in the, in the circle around downtown San Jose. Now, if you go to the Southeast, now interesting enough, even though this borders some of the cheapest single family that you will find in all of the South Bay, 
you have places like Silver Creek, Evergreen, and you have a retirement community of the villages. Now, these areas can be very, very nice. It can be gated communities. Homes can be here over $4 million. So this is considered one of the best places to live in San Jose. Uh, and this is one of the very few places to live where you can actually have a gated community and a very, very private feel. These homes tend to be a little bit newer but when it comes to the age side. I would say it's built after the 90s and you'll see homes easily between two and a half to four million plus. And the homes here can get very large. This little section here, right under downtown San Jose, there's also affordable single family home options here too. Now this area is going to be a little bit more than east parts of San Jose, but I would say you'll be able to get homes between uh, 800 to like 1.1. So it's a kind of the, like the second cheapest single family home options to get. But within this region, you have a newer community, which is called Communications Hills. So the backstory of Communications Hills is that a basically a family had owned it for many, many decades. And over time they, were able to accomplish a deal with the developers and they were able to section off piece by piece. They have completed, if you've been there, two out of four phases. The third phase will be a while because that phase will be first building commercial spaces, maybe some rentals there. We're not gonna be doing any more new construction residential for a while, but here you're gonna be able to get condos and townhomes up to about 1.2. You can get single family at around 1.6, 1.7. They tend to be more vertical, like a three-story. Some of them will be in the perimeter, so they'll have some incredible views of San Jose. Now, if you go towards the southeast parts of San Jose, like this area would be, quite frankly, one of my favorite picks if your budget was between 1.2 to 1.4. You're gonna get a good amount of single family homes in this area, and it's, like, quite frankly, a fantastic place to start to either buy your own first home as a starter or if you have a family because you're going to get a good amount of land in this whole section or like kind of the blossom valley section if you move more east you're going to get hit into the more almaden area almaden has excellent schools you can see a lot of the homes out here the homes there can be between 1.8 to 2.5 like these are some much bigger homes you have a country club out there very very hidden because it's it is really far south so most people would never go there unless you live there there's no real thoroughfare like you wouldn't go there to get to morgan hill or to get to gilroy you would only go down this path if you were only to live in that area if you go a little bit west you go to like cambrian cambrian in general, has been very popular, especially as over time people have been priced more and more east. Think about prices. You try to get in Cupertino if you can. If you can't, you go to West San Jose. If you can't do that, you go to Campbell. If you can't do that, you go to Cambrian or Camden area. So Cam Cambrian has some larger homes for the money. I would say these days you're probably still looking at up to 2.5. So 1.8 to 2.5 is probably the region to expect for single family homes there. Next you go West San Jose. West San Jose tends to have some very good schools in many parts of it. Not all of West San Jose. Some in West San Jose actually goes in their Cupertino school district. And so because of that, those prices can be significantly higher than the areas that are not in those good school districts of this region of West San Jose. It typically goes from like kind of the halfway point here. Most of those are going to be going to good schools of Cupertino. Those, to be fair, you're actually going to get smaller homes versus what you get in Cambrian and a little bit older, but because of the location, because of the schools, it's been a popular choice. And one very underrated place is kind of this area where it doesn't actually have good schools, but the location is excellent. And you're really ultimately banking on the growth and success of Valley Fair and Centennial Row. So this little pocket here, 
I would say home prices up to about 2 million or so. So let's say it's between 1.6 to 2 million. These are similar size of the single family homes here in this west part of San Jose. Schools aren't as good. However, the location is excellent and it's much closer to a lot of these work opportunities. So what do you think about this? Hopefully this gives you a helpful idea. If you like this and you want me to do with other cities, leave it in the comments below and name the city that you want me to highlight. Even though I do a lot of walking tours, sometimes it's really good to see on a map level like where do people choose to live? What are the general prices? What kind of homes can people expect? And what are the best things for people to do? Because this way they can then say, look, okay, I'm going to focus in this area start looking at those homes there and go underway. If you're thinking about buying, selling, or investing anywhere in the Bay Area, I would love to be your trusted real estate resource. Give me a call or text 408-547-4590 and we'll work out a game plan together. See you next video.